Hey, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Dollar Menu Mid-Carters. Uh, this is going to go public. I think it's going to go on uh, the uh, one... Are we going to put it Spotify. on? Yeah. yeah we... This is... This will uh, actually go on our anchor. Okay. This is our return to all major podcast apps. We're back, like the dinosaurs. Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to talk anarchy stuff, some updates to things that have happened, uh, update to Matt's medical condition, because he almost died yesterday. We'll get back to it. Don't worry. It's not that important. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the uh, code of conduct. Yeah, so let, let's just umbrella the, all the anarchy stuff together. Mm-hmm. Then we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about uh, how I almost left the earth yesterday. You um, left this mortal coil. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, with us returning here in a few weeks, um, we wanted to kind of just go over our code of conduct again, like our fan code of conduct. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a reason we're doing this. Um, I want to touch base on that first. So at Mega Ticket, we had a situation where uh, we had a group of fans that came dressed as uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, That's how how I perceived it. I let those fans in the building dressed that way. Uh, some of our fans were offended by the Native American uh, outfits that were being worn. Uh, we, you know, we took care of it. Uh, I, I want to say that that those fans uh, they were extremely apologetic. Um, it was obvious that they didn't have any like ill intentions at all by these outfits. But it definitely was a learning experience for me. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy. Like I am, I don't know what percentage Native American I am. Uh, honestly, uh, my dad has a lot of Native American, and so does my mom. And uh, it's it's funny because for me, um, I wasn't offended by it at all. Um, it didn't even register to me, if I'm being honest. Um, you know how I grew up, like these kind of things, you know, they just weren't a, weren't a big deal, especially when it came to native Americans. As a matter of fact, my, uh, dad all through my childhood, <laughs> rather he was right or wrong would tell me like, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's always okay to offend the native American because most people don't care. And, you know, maybe, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but that was his perception of it. Um, it's funny because when I was in junior high, uh, I went to a middle school called uh, Ridgewood, and the name of all their sports teams were uh, Redskins, Ridgewood Redskins. And my dad would always tell me how that is a extremely uh, racial slur to say to a Native American. So we had to write a paper once about racism, and I chose to write about how the school, like name of their sports teams, was racist, and I got in trouble for it. <laughs> uh, they wanted me to rewrite the paper, uh, and you know, so I would never do anything or allow blatant racism of any kind at our show. I don't believe that's what these individuals were doing. I still don't believe that. Um, I believe we handled it appropriately. I believe we handled it in a fast manner, figuring this was going on 
during a live event. Uh, so, but I, I just, I still want to do address it because that's just, that's just what we do. We don't run from stuff. We don't try to sweep them under the rug. Um, I had an idea where we were going to go on a more long form podcast about this, but to be quite honest, I, I feel like mm-hmm. it was handled. Uh, I just wanted to revisit it here and, and just talk a little bit about it, take our responsibility for it. And, you know, going forward, we will definitely have our eye on these kind of things. Well, I mean, um, there's no point in beating a subject that's already been handled, you know, like right. we talked about it when it happened, you handled it when it happened. And now we're going to talk about it here and we're going to go over the code of conduct. Uh, right. So yeah, with that said, we're going to dive into our code of conduct here just as a reminder of what it is. Um, and yeah. Uh, now who helped you come up with the code of conduct? Do you remember? Yeah. Cause it wasn't just you. No, no. Sarah helped me come up with the code of conduct okay. way back. Jesus, I, I don't remember when we did it. Probably had to be. It's not like we created this during the speaking out. We already had this code of conduct in place. I, I think we, Back when they were still our ring announcer? I think back in like two, we might have had this before NWL even happened, but we for sure had it in 2018 when we relaunched. Okay. I don't know. It was either 2018 or 2016 we had this. Probably 2018. But yeah, uh, you know, our whole team come up with it, and then I reached out to Sarah, and me and Sarah went over it, and that's how it it has uh that's how it was created okay well i'm just going to read it off if you have any questions you can head right on over to our webpage stlanarchy.com and you can find it right there um under about us it says contact and then code of conduct right there um for the fans no racist homophobic transphobic or sexist slurs While we encourage our fans to scream, yell, and even curse to their heart's delight, none of the aforementioned slurs are allowed. The penalty for the violation is as follows. First offense is a warning. You are reminded of the code of conduct. We've had this happen before where I think Sarah themselves has gone out and said, hey, shut up. You know, we heard what you said. Stop. We we had an incident. I don't remember the match now, but a fan yelled something that was inappropriate that would have fallen under a violation of this code of conduct. The fan immediately turned around, looked at you, I believe, and apologized. So, um, yeah. I mean, sometimes we all get heated and, you know, our better judgments go the way of uh, excitement. So, and yeah. So, uh, the second offense. You were removed immediately from the event with no refund. Case will be reviewed and you are subject to banning. So if you just cannot, without your heart's content, live without saying a racist, homophobic, transphobic, or sexist thing twice, yeah, you're gonna get a move. You're gonna get removed, and we're not gonna give you a refund. And if you take to Twitter or anywhere else to plead your case, we'll say you violated our code of conduct. Mm, excuse me. A third offense. So if you come back. You've apologized, you come back, you will be removed from the event immediately again, no refund, and you will be banned for life from all anarchy events moving forward. Now, 
We have a zero tolerance policy for sexual harassment or misconduct. That includes fan to fan, fan to wrestler, and wrestler to fan. Uh, each of these has happened. Say what? You what? I said each of these has happened in a way, and we're not going to get into that. Um, no, like, look, at, at the end of the day, uh, I'm not, and I'll stand on this, and it's, you know, you're not going to ever be able to please everybody. But we have a warning system for, uh, you know, slurs, because I do believe people can just fuck up sometimes. Um, not everybody was brought up the same way every you know other people were not everybody you know understands what the fuck they're doing <laughs> so it's like I like to give people a warning first see if we can change see if that can become a changed behavior so but yeah if you, if you mess up a few other times and it, obviously it shows you're not willing to even try to be changed mm-hmm. like a changed behavior and you're not willing to <laughs> suppress whatever long enough to be at a two-hour wrestling show that happens every other month. So then we have to ban you. And that's why you know, we will give you the warning. We will kick you out of the event the second time and ban you the third time. It mm-hmm. gives you a chance to show you're actually apologetic and can change and just made a big-time mistake. But at the same time, you don't get very many chances before you're banned. Now, however... We don't take that approach when it comes to any kind of assault, sexual or physical. Um, that's just that's just way too serious of a thing for us to even be able to uh, to give any kind of warning on. So you're banned immediately. Yep. Um, back to the first thing. Um, we we do believe you're able to make up, but we also believe you're able to learn right. and be better. And we want to give, we want to be able to facilitate uh, the learning process for you. If and if you don't want to learn, then sorry, um, not sorry. You know, uh, because everybody goes through an adjustment period um, of learning new things. So anyway, that was right, random. And too, just to say, because I, I know all of what we just said about that can be construed by some to say, well, you. Uh, you're you shouldn't be able to have a, even a second chance when it comes to slurs and where i push back not, not so much push back but where the learning comes in in my opinion is look man i i grew up in the inner city ghetto like i i lived if people were familiar with st louis i lived in north st louis uh off of newbie in baden that, that that's where i spent the majority of my time uh, my other time was spent in a uh, another bad neighborhood, uh, Shangri-La and Fenton. Uh, that's where I grew up. That's where I did all my running around and, and got into a lot of shit. Slurs were said back then as not even hateful slurs towards a specific group of people. It was just shit that people said. And, you know, like, man, it's hard to change that behavior and it's hard to come out of it. So if someone's fucking drunk at a wrestling show and they fall into a category of growing up that way or fucking grew up on Howard Stern radio and all the shit that he used to do before he became, you know, a good dude or whatever it is he does now, you're not going to be 
like sensitive to those kinds of things. That's why we allow you to fuck up and and then be able to come back instead of outright banning you for making a bad mistake. So I want to make sure that comes across clear that it's not like we're sitting here saying, well, slurs aren't as big of a deal as this, so you get a warning. That's not it. It's more, I feel that your environment and your upbringing have a lot to do with how you think or how you even joke around and, and, and say shit. And I'm willing to let people learn and give them a second chance, give them another chance before we just cut them off and ban them outright forever. Where other things is, you know, assault or whatever, you can't do that. Obviously, if someone's sexually assaulting or physically assaulting someone at a wrestling show, they have a serious fucking problem and shouldn't be around people, much less large groups of people at an entertainment setting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. We're, sorry, I forgot where I left it. Ah, oh, there it is. Uh, if this happens at a live event, you will be removed from the event. If you did a uh, uh, zero poly... Uh, if you will be removed from the event, your case will be reviewed and you'll be a subject to banning. Questions about the policy should be taken to the door person, who's generally you or Deborah, who will immediately contact management for clarification. Violations of the code of conduct should be reported in the same manner. Um, or if you have someone who you're comfortable with, you can tell them, but you know, we prefer if you take it to the first person up front because generally it's you. Right. So I, I guess that part could be amended a bit to the point of if something happens, go find anybody that you see that's on the show yeah. in any capacity and ask them to come find me or whatever and I'll take care of it. Uh, so you can really go to anybody, but we put on there the person up front because. Yeah, if Deborah's working the door, she's sitting right up at that table the entire show. Very easy to find. Uh, whereas myself or others that are actually running the event, we're running all over the place. So if something happens in that particular moment, you may not be able to find me right away or, or someone else where the door person is always up there at the door. Very easy to find immediately. And... Uh, so that's why it's worded that way. Yep. Uh, if you are uncomfortable with personal interaction, please DM STL Anarchy on Twitter. This is checked frequently during live events. Report to the lobby and a member of our management will come to you immediately. Sexual harassment and, or misconduct outside of Anarchy events is also a violation of the Code of Conduct, and you are subject to banning for the violation. So, Right. So the thing with that, uh, usually we have someone on Twitter retweeting stuff or um you know like tweeting live tweeting a live event or whatever so that person would see the dm come through uh my personal twitter dms aren't open i do that so i'm not bombarded by talent emails and stuff like that hey brother but the, <laughs> but the company twitter dm is always open um obviously spalding has that big lobby from the front door to the hall doors so you can report there which also puts you in direct side of the door person and then a member of our management team or most likely me will come over to see you um, and then we'll take care of it 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've had, we have had incidents in the past. We've always took care of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're going over this to just give a reminder of what the code of conduct is. Bit of a refresher. Um, you know, just so people remember we have one. <laughs> um, you know, other things that aren't mentioned in the code of conduct, but I guess they need to be re-went over or talked about, is that you can't throw shit at people. Uh, trash or otherwise that, I mean that's can't do it at the end of the day the code of conduct is really just don't be an asshole yeah. just come to the shows and have a good time um, I, I mean I, I think it's unfortunate <laughs> that we live in a world now where we even have to have a fan code of conduct but we do we live in that world so we need to have one and we do and we have since I guess 2018 Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that was a nice refresher. Yeah. Um, other anarchy news, we're returning to IWTV. Yeah, so uh, the, the Gateway to Anarchy will be live streamed on IWTV. You know, we're happy to be back with them uh, during our time away. Uh, Tommy has done an incredible job of building up our YouTube channel. And now we feel that that can continue to happen without live streaming from there so it would, obviously the market opened up a little a lot on IWTV and you know I made the decision for us to uh, go back there but uh, yeah so Gateway to Anarchy will be on IWTV January the 27th yeah um, uh, recently uh, Victor Analog one of our uh, favorite competitors got hurt at a show um, broke his arm pretty bad, had to go into surgery. He's got, I think, metal plates and screws in there. Um, broke both bones on his forearm, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe yeah. so. I, I know it's an arm break. I believe he broke both major bones in his forearm. Um, there's a lot I can say about this. <laughs> if I want to turn this into, you know, bashing promotions. No, nope, we'll save that for the Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna get into that on here other than just to say that, um, that I was working with Kat and uh, Anakin on hopefully them setting up a GoFundMe for Victor. Uh, then I had this health, big time fucking health scare yesterday, and I'm still just kind of reeling from that. So I haven't been able to reach out to anybody to see how that's going but he does have a pro wrestling tees, uh, merch link out there. Um, also you could just give him money if you need be because medical bills are no joke. Right. And I know, uh, the flood guys, they're making some merch that we'll have on sale at gateway to anarchy where that money will go straight to Victor mm-hmm. as well as just an old school fucking <laughs> donation box. You can throw money in to, uh, help the kid out. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, these kind of things happen all the time with young wrestlers who get hurt and, you know, don't have insurance or whatever. So it's like, you know, if you can help the kid out, uh, if you can't help out, share whatever links you see. Um, Cost nothing to share. Right. And hopefully, you know, he'll make a full recovery and Mm -hmm. he'll be back, you know, sooner rather than later. But yeah, very scary break. Mm Hmm. Um, you just mentioned it. You had your own health scare yesterday. Um, you want to go into that? Yeah, we can talk about it. 
it's pretty crazy, man. So Friday night and a Saturday, um, all overnight, I was legit waking up like once an hour to pee. And I would be so fucking thirsty that like nothing would help. I was drinking a shit ton of water, uh, milk, which, you know, probably wasn't a great idea, and soda, which definitely, by the time we get to this story's end, was a horrible idea. And I was drinking a shit ton um, because I was just so thirsty. Um, like, I would get up, go to the bathroom, go to the refrigerator, legit drink a whole can of soda, fucking big drinks of water, go lay back down repeat this process all night so i was also like really tired and for those of you that are on patreon or follow me on twitter you'll hear me talk about uh deborah's daughter's kids that we watch all the time and you know i'm good my good buddy logan well they all three play basketball because i play basketball and i was so tired i couldn't go to their game on saturday so they end up coming back here we watch them by Saturday afternoon, evening, I'm feeling a little bit better. Sunday during the day, feel fine, feel all right at least. Well, this stuff happens again Sunday night into Monday. Same deal. Uh, can't stop drinking up and down every hour. So I wake up for work Monday, and uh, I'm debating whether or not I'm going in. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go in. And I had just been on vacation the week before, except my actual vacation don't kick in until February. So I'm not even, I won't be paid for this vacation I just had, unfortunately. But I took it because Deborah had it. And the boss offered to let me stay home too. So, of course, I'm going to do that. Well, I'm technically supposed to be at jury duty here in about a half hour. So I was already off today. So long story short in this part, I decided I'm going to get up and go to work. And I do. And the start of the day is, I mean, I don't feel great. I'm just real thirsty. I'm still drinking a shit ton of, like, Gatorade and tea that we have at work. And then, like, I go on my first break, and I start to notice, like, my vision is real blurry. It was like my far away vision was real blurry. So I was like, well, that's probably not good either. <laughs> so I keep working. Um, I decide, well, at this point, it's about 1230. I'm going to go take my break, put in these on-hand changes I have. I go sit down to take this break. I can't really focus on what I'm doing. Then I start to feel real, real lightheaded. So at this point, <laughs> I go tell Deborah, she's in her office. I'm like, hey, you got to take me to urgent care, like, Something's fucked up. So off we go to urgent care. Uh, I get there. Nurse takes my vitals, like does the whole blood pressure thing. She immediately gets up and starts freaking the fuck out. Like my blood pressure is like 190 over something. But my heart rate, that was the big one. My heart rate was like 270, 268, 270. So she darts out of the fucking room. She comes back in with a doctor who's wheeling in this EKG machine. He's like, you need to get up on the, uh, onto the bed here. We need to do this emergency EKG. Your fucking heart rate's way too high. 
Starts asking if I've had chest pains or anything like that, which I had. I hadn't had any of that. So they do the EKG. He checks it out, makes sure I'm not on the verge, I guess, of having a heart attack. Uh, so then the nurse says, like, well, we're going to take your blood sugar. Now, the whole time this is happening, I'm telling them, I, I think I probably have diabetes or something. And uh, so she pricks my finger, uh, <laughs> ends up looking over and telling the doctor. She's like, doctor, uh, his blood sugar level is 450. Now, just to put this into perspective, a normal person's blood sugar, I believe, is between 100 and 120. Uh, mine was 450. And when she said that, the doctor just goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's diabetes. And I was like, yeah, that's what I figured. But I didn't know shit about none of this until I'm there. So I say to him, I go, so 450 is, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad, huh? And he goes, dude. He's like, I'm going to say this in the clearest terms. He goes, if you wouldn't have went to work and you would have just stayed at home and like ordered a fast food lunch or just drank soda or whatever, if I would have kept doing what I was doing as far as like not being able to stop drinking because I was so thirsty, he's like, if you would have did that or if you would have went home from work and not come here and just had, you know, a regular dinner high in carbohydrates or sugar and drank some sodas that you would have died overnight no doubt about it because your blood sugar level would have spiked into the high 600s that would have killed you i was like oh well okay so that's pretty fucking bad i guess (laughs) so that was it uh he made me an appointment for like a primary doctor that i gotta go to thursday and I will do that. But yeah, so it's a pretty interesting Monday. Nah, pretty fucking scary, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and when you told me that, I freaked out a bit. So yeah, good job. Good job all around. Yeah, it was, it was better. I mean, when they came in with that machine, I was like, oh, shoot, it must be something really bad. <laughs> yeah. They were, like, rushing that shit because my heart rate was so high. And my heart rate was that high when I had that kidney stone, too. But that was because of pain. Mm. So, so yeah, interesting, interesting day. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, it's kind of put me behind the uh, eight ball a bit because I haven't been able to really do anything. So, I came home from work after this and... I was exhausted already because of not sleeping well. And then, yeah, I ended up buying one of them self at home blood sugar testers. And like it has dropped considerably since I went to the doctor. I still have a pretty blurry vision though. Like my vision still, still pretty blurry. But, uh, you need to get this under wraps. Otherwise, how are you going to go to these games? I mean, I can see. It's just, like, number, like, look, you know how in my kitchen, my fucking stove has the time on it? Yeah. It's blurry as shit. Like, I can barely see it and make out what it is until I walk closer to it. It's more like distancing. Okay. And it's like print and stuff. But anyway, that's part of this. It'll go away as I get on medication and shit. Mm. But, um, yeah, so... 
that was my day yesterday. <laughs> and what a day that is. Jesus. I don't have anything for it, really. Sucks. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I, through my life, rather it was falling down and getting up for fucking 15 years or the amount of fucking drugs and alcohol I put into my system as a youth. You know, I, a lot of this I've done to myself over time with what my lifestyle was at any particular time. It's just funny because, like, you know, this is something anybody that's ever struggled with opiate addiction would understand this. Like when I was heavy into opiates and would be going into withdrawal or even not in withdrawal, I probably went four or five years where I could never enjoy food because I was either gorging myself with food when I was on opiates because I knew I'm going to be in withdrawal for about a week coming up. And when you're in withdrawal, you don't eat. And if you do eat, you don't enjoy it. So, like, for all them years, I didn't enjoy food. I was either eating because I'd, like, I got to throw as much fucking shit into my body before I get insanely sick as I can. Or, yeah, I'm eating an all right meal, but I'm so fucking sick in withdrawal, you don't enjoy it. So when I ended up getting clean in 2016 off of opiates, I was able to enjoy food again, <laughs> which then leads to a whole nother issue because then you're, you know, you're putting on weight, you're, you know, not eating healthy. And for me, it wasn't because it was like, oh my God, I just can't live if I don't have McDonald's or Burger King or whatever. It was, I'm going to eat this shit because I haven't been able to enjoy food in five years. Yeah. And then, you know, there's, and here's the effects, <laughs> you know, of that. So it's you know if you're if you're struggling with anything like that like with opiate addiction, you, you would understand that, and that's just how my life was then. And you know you pay for that shit, and you know it, it has now run me down and caught me, and I'll have to take care of it. And whatever happens is gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> Great job. Bro, way to bring this down. This is all we were, we were riding high, and then boo hoo, poor me. I don't know. Were we riding high? We just had to go. We just went over our whole, whole code of conduct. <laughs> Victor's broken arm, and this has been a very cheerful <laughs> return to the major podcast app. It's been all downhill. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I guess just in closing. If there's ever, if you're at one of my events and there's ever an issue, please just come find me or a member of our management team. Um, I'm not perfect. Lord knows in my life I've, I've made mistakes, but I do believe and will stand on the fact that I've always looked out for our fans. I've always took care of any issues there have been. I've always immediately looked into things when they happened. And, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit there, there, there was a little fallout from this incident that happened in November. And, and I'll be the first to admit, rather I'm right or wrong, my feelings are my feelings. <laughs> and I, I was hurt that some of our longtime fans kind of came at us. And I'd like, you know I'm going to take care of these things. 
I've never not done that. Uh, I understand why they were upset and all those things, and, and they're right in that regard. I just want people to know that, much like I've done my entire time in the business, I'm going to take care of this shit, and I'm going to make sure that our place is a safe place to be. Like, when I face things that have now, you know, they've turned into humor, or I say, like, wrestling don't mean that much to me, part of that is this. Like, I don't give a fuck to ban somebody who's being an idiot because I need their $25 to survive in my life. I can promise you I don't. So I will ban people that fuck up because... I don't give a fuck about their money. Like, I do this, you know, to see the talent prosper and get better and, and, and to try and give fans a place they can come where they know if some shit happens that we'll take care of it. I don't do this because people pay $20 to come in. I have a fine enough job. And if I didn't, I was a street hustler from fucking 12 to like 22 years old, 23 years old. I can make a living without it. So it's like... Yeah, I will ban people. Wrestling don't mean that much to me. I don't give a shit. I want the fans to have a good time and the wrestlers to do well. So any issues that happen, just please come find me and I will take care of it. Yeah, there it is. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Maybe we should plug the old Patreon. Nah. People, if if it's this depressing, I doubt people are going to want to subscribe. Now, you know what? We will because we're going to bury the promotion where Victor hurt his arm. There it is. All right. So subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash anarchystl. Uh, truth be told, we're going to be on there way more than here. Uh, we, we, we don't have a lot of time to do to do these podcasts, and we always take care of the Patreon subscribers first. Uh, they would tell you that usually – we over deliver on content. Uh, so yeah, if you want to hear us in a much more fun environment, <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. And also that's where we do our show reviews as well now. Right. Cause we got a show coming up. Yep. January 27th, stlanarchy.com for tickets. Yep. Or check us out on IWTV until then until next time. See you guys. <laughs>